the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As we look at our world today, we see violence, poverty, and anarchy every place. I'd like to think that if the ultimate solution to all the world's ills was offered, we would gladly receive it and set about making the world a better place for our posterity. The good news is, Jesus was and still is offered as the perfect solution to the world's problems. Listening today as Pastor Rander continues to look at how Christ was received by the world he came to save in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. How do I respond to rejection? Secondly, uh, refuse to quit. So many quitters. So many quitters. It's amazing how, how we so quick to quit in church, but the job can sling you around, move you around, change your salary, don't give you a raise, maybe give you a cut back, give you extended hours with little pay. And some of you got jobs where the more you work, you just, it's just, you just work until it's, until it's done and uh, no remuneration for that. But let me tell you something. We ought to have that same tenacity in the church. You are here when it rains. You're here when it's cold. You're here when things go well. Anybody can stay at a church when things don't go well. I mean, but, but you, you hang in there and you believe God through the issues. You love people through their issues. You're, you're not a quitter. You're, you're, you're one who, you're a winner. And winners don't quit. Refuse to quit. God does not reward quitters. Rewards are only given to those who are faithful unto death. Revelation 2.10b says, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. The scripture also says in Luke 9.62, But Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus didn't quit, and neither should we. Had Jesus quit... Uh, we wouldn't have salvation today. If, if, if Jesus had quit, we wouldn't be a candidate for heaven today. We wouldn't be on our way to heaven today. We'd be doomed, damned, and done. I'm so glad Jesus stayed the course and he pressed on toward Calvary and he, full, he fulfilled the redemptive plan for his life. Thank God for going all the way for undeserving Randa and for undeserving you. Thank God that he didn't quit. He loved me all the way to death. He went to the cross and he died. He, he was buried and he rose again. And that same God who didn't quit in the Lord Jesus Christ, he's coming back for non-quitters. Coming back for those who trust him alone for salvation. Listen, uh, how do you respond to rejection? Realize that you're not alone. You're not the only one who has experienced rejection. In other words, you are in good company because Jesus himself experienced rejection. So why do you think you should be exempt from it? John 1.11 says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. His own people, his own siblings, the Jewish leaders and authority, the scribes and Pharisees and all, and so many more, rejected the Savior 
rejected the Holy One, rejected God in, the, in their very presence. So you're not alone. That's a, that's a ploy from the enemy to make you think you're the only one who have gone through rejection. Number four, in dealing with rejection, you must exercise spiritual discernment. You must exercise spiritual discernment if you're going to view your rejection from a spiritual perspective. You must exercise spiritual discernment if you're going to view your rejection from a spiritual perspective. You're going to fall out all the pieces. You're going to be a hot mess if you don't see how God is working through your life in the midst of rejection. Philippians 1.9 says, And this I pray that your love may abound, increase still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Discernment. Uh, discernment is the God-given enablement to separate good from evil, to distinguish truth from error, right from wrong. That's called spiritual discernment. That, that has to be given from God. And, and through his word and prayer and walking in the spirit enhances one's discernment. If you don't have discernment, then you're not going to view your rejection from a right perspective or in a right perspective. Uh, so to have the right perspective, that means you got to think on things above. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. To think on things above, you say, what does that mean? That means you got to pray. It is to pray. To think on things above is to apply scriptures to the issues of your life. It is to apply scriptures to the issues of your life. To think of things above, if you're going to do that, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into his, into God's perfect will. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into God's perfect will. The Holy Spirit will navigate you right into God's perfect will, which will result in God giving you a spiritual perspective. And some of you think so badly that you can't have a spiritual perspective. So, some of your minds are so carnal. and so, Your minds can be so low. And your minds can be so overtaken by the trappings of this world system until you can't think straight spiritually. That means you can't be the kind of mother, the kind of father the kind of sister, the kind of brother that God is calling you to be. In other words, when you think on things above and have a spiritual perspective, you will be kept. Listen to this. When you have a spiritual perspective, you will be kept from being depressed. When things come into your life, people do things to you. People will do things to you. Satan's going to see to that. He said, well, Satan's not bothering me. Maybe it's because you're not bothering him. Why should he bother you? You're not bothering him. You get active for God. You get serious about God. You start reading your Bible and praying and walking in the Holy Spirit and giving your issues, the issues of your life to God. Oh, he'll mess with you. He'll mess with your children, your grandchildren, and he'll mess with your neighbor, your co-worker, and everybody else. Won't y'all say amen? So you'll be kept from being depressed when you have a spiritual perspective because you have a spiritual outlook on what God is doing. You won't become bitter. Your spiritual discernment keeps you from keeps you from becoming bitter. 
when you have the right and proper spiritual perspective, you'll not become worried. You will be careful from becoming depressed, bitter, worried. You become less fearful when you have a spiritual perspective. And you know, when you have a spiritual perspective, you won't be so quick to backslide because your thinking is so bad. Your thinking is so twisted. But when your thinking is spiritual and God give you insight from him, then all of a sudden you say, you know, well, well, God, if this hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't even have have seen what you were doing in, in, in A, B and C. You begin to count out what God was doing. And then, and then you turn around and thank God uh, for what happened, because if that hadn't happened, the blessing wouldn't have come from another direction. You, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, God, help me with this message. Then number five, refuse to allow Satan to exploit your rejection to establish a foothold in your life. You know, Satan will use rejection uh, to exploit your life. Many respond to rejection by turning to drugs. You know, I was rejected um, by my friends, rejected by some a longtime frat brother or sorrow, a close friend of mine. I thought we were tight. And I was rejected, betrayed or whatever. I was rejected by my coworker. I was rejected by a neighbor or whatever. And all of a sudden, instead of turning to Jesus, you turn to alcohol and drugs. And you turn to being angry at everybody because life was not fair to you. You, you, you turn to losing hope. You even turn to becoming suicidal. Because you feel unloved, thrown away, unappreciated. John 10.10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Beloved, rejection will not get the best of you uh, as you continue to look to Jesus and live in hope. You keep your eyes on Jesus, you live in hope, God's going to see you through. Some of you, your husband rejected you. Your wife rejected you. Your children rejected you. That's a hard place. You're a hard place. Sometimes parents reject you. Uh, It goes all around the gamut there. Beloved, rejection will not get the best of you as you continue to look to Jesus and live in hope. Imagine someone goes to great lengths to prepare the most fantastic gift ever given. They know your specific wants and needs intimately, and they customize your personal present, wrap it up beautifully, and you refuse to open it. That's the picture of how Christ came to the world and was rejected by the world he came to. Join us today as Pastor Rander illuminates how we treated Christ in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Uh, number six, refuse to seek revenge. Romans twelve nineteen says, Romans twelve nineteen says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Beloved, you are never authorized to get even. Stop killing yourself. Refuse to take rejection personally. Take the high road and allow God to fight your battles. He can fight way better than you. He, he's the superior fighter. Uh, do not take matters into your own hand. Uh, instead, allow God to vindicate you. Exodus 14, 14 says the Lord will fight for you 
and you shall hold your peace. Let the Lord fight for you. Let the Lord uh, intervene for you. Number seven, uh, if you're going to deal with rejection, guard and limit who you receive your counsel from. Guard and limit who you receive your counsel from. Now, some of you go through rejection, you go to a wrong person, to the wrong person for counsel. Only share with a few, I said few, mature, yeah, I like that, very few, thank you, very few mature, confidential saints who can minister to you, encourage you, and pray for you when you've been hurt. When, when people have thrown in the towel on you, when folk have given up on you, when folk have rejected you, when you've loved them and you've done after all you've done for them. And that's when it hurts the most, when you've given so much of your time, so much of yourself, even sometimes so much of your money. You've sacrificed yourself for a person that you thought cared for you. And they hurt you dearly. And you know what? If somebody ever confide in you or tell you something that was confidential, then you should never, say never, you should never divulge or say that to anyone else to the glory of God. Amen? And the worst thing you can do when the dynamics of that relationship change is to spit out uh, that which was confidential to get even, uh, to justify why you're in a certain situation. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Proverbs 19.21 also says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. It is the Lord's counsel that will stand. After hearing the counsel of spiritual, trustworthy counselors, allow God to have the last word. It's all right to listen to mother. It's all right to listen to someone who who you greatly respect. But after you've talked to people, and hopefully that's not too many. Some of you talk to too many people. You go through, you got a hundred names in your contact. You got an issue. You go through all hundred names. Why so many? Why? You ought to be tired by the time you get to 30. Come on, does it really take all of that? Let God have the last word. Because sometimes people can mean well and still give you bad counsel. Really mean well. If I had listened to counsel, I wouldn't be here in San Antonio. You got to know how to hear God for yourself. And and then listen to this one. This one's a big one. And then we'll we'll begin to close this out. Do not promote or amplify your rejection through social media or whining to others about your situation. You know what's crazy? You know what's foolish? I don't know why on this side of the Mississippi River that people want to get on the Internet and get on Facebook and talk about all this stuff that's going on in your life. How somebody, your child hurt you. How your mama abandoned you. How you were fired. And how 
you, your child did this and uh, how you lost money gambling. Maybe you should have lost it. You know, y'all got quiet on that one. They just had a big mega thing. Maybe some of y'all participated in it. Yeah. Some of y'all said, well, I'm going to give it to God. <laughs> Stop that. Walk by faith. Amen. Listen, stop putting your business for those who do. I got enough sense. I'm not put. I'm not putting my business on the internet. Won't y'all say amen? amen. I, I'm not putting my business. Stop putting your. My wife and I had a fight. Y'all pray for me. We fighting over here. Are you crazy? And by the time it gets all over the internet and people get the internet and they start talking about it, all of a sudden they had you. You stabbed her. You killed her. You mugged her. You knocked the tooth out. And that was then you know, it began to change. And then they began to talk and they began to talk and they began to talk. Stop putting your business everywhere and don't put your children business on the Internet as a parent or as a child. Children should never put what your parents in chasing or punish. My, my, my mama did this to me. My daddy did this. Leave that at home. What happened at the Draper's house? Stay at the Draper's house. What happened at your house? Stay at your house. Now, some of y'all looking at me like I'm not. Maybe y'all listening pretty good. Don't put your business on the Internet. I don't understand how these kids can fall in love and then get bug naked to the one they love. I don't understand that. Then, the, then they break up. And then that ma- that boy get somebody else, and then put your neck itself all over the world. If I'm telling the truth, say amen. amen. I don't understand. There's not a listen. Well, why on this side of the Mississippi River? I don't know why you said the Mississippi. We, we're a long way from the Mississippi River, but it's a good example. Would you put yourself naked on the internet? You'll be naked before the whole world. I'm going to tell you something too. You can't erase that. That stuff get down in there some kind of way. They can retrieve that stuff. You can talk about it. Hit the, with the delete button. Mm, it's gone. Oh, no. Some of y'all can't get hired for stuff you put on the internet. You've incriminated yourself. And when they begin to look at your records and then they check that and then they say, well, let me go online and see what I can find. And all of a sudden they see, look what she, look, look at this. And all of a sudden you're no longer a candidate for that job. You all, all I'm telling you is do not promote or amplify your rejection through social media or whining to others about your situation. Philippians 2.14 says, do all things without complaining and disputing. Sometimes God allows rejection so you can get a gauge on your spiritual life. You dishonor God by being critical, having a bad attitude, and making everyone around you miserable. We glorify God by possessing a confident, unwavering faith in Christ. A confident, Unwavering faith in Christ is how we glorify God. In closing, absolutely no one gets through this life without experiencing rejection. No one. 
Not me, not you, not your children, absolutely no one. This is why we should adhere to the scripture which tells us to persevere, be courageous. Persevere, be courageous, remain focused on the Lord. Refuse to beat yourselves up with self-destructive words. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I'm a quitter. Don't, don't, don't accept that for yourself. Don't receive that. If anybody's saying that about you, don't digest that. Don't internalize that. You are, a, you are fearfully and wonderfully made and God has a plan and purpose for your life and he will reveal it as you walk humbly and holy before the true and living God. The scripture says in Ephesians 6, 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Romans 5, 3 through 4 says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Verse 4, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Joshua 1, 9 also says, have I not commanded you be strong? And of good courage, do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord is with you wherever you go. How reassuring, how comforting to know that through my ups and through my downs, through my rejections, through my betrayals, through injustices of life, The Lord God Jehovah is with me wherever I go. And you know what that does? That's soothing. That's calming. That helps me to make it. When I know the Lord's with me, I don't have to go to drugs. When I know the Lord is with me, I don't have to turn about, I don't have to uh, contemplate suicide. When I know the Lord is with me, I don't have to mess with drugs. I don't have to do any of these things. He is with me and he will keep me in spite of. And I tell you something else too. When you're walking with God, God will deliver you. Do we have any delivered people in here? Have you ever gotten yourself in a mess? A mess that you made and you had to cry out to God. And say, God, I made this mess. I'm not going to blame Joe or Shirley or Sue or or my past. I was in some project of my race. No, God, I made this mess. I cry out to you. And I ask you to deliver me. Have you ever deserved to be chastened and God delivered you because you humbled yourself and you turned to God and he delivered you in spite of yourself? Instead of getting justice, he gave you mercy. Instead of getting justice, he gave you grace. Instead of getting justice, he gave you love. What a mighty God we serve. God is with you wherever you go. And all God's children said, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message. Because we've all been hurt. We've all been mistreated. There are things that didn't work out 
we failed a test or we didn't get the license or perhaps didn't pass the bar, didn't get that job, didn't get that career path. Children rejected me. Husband rejected me, left me for another woman after I helped put him through school or vice versa. And Father, we know rejection hurts, hurts children. Bullies call students names, antagonize them, threaten them, revile them. And Lord, we haven't been through anything that you haven't already gone through. And yet you handle rejection, betrayal, and even being spat upon, which is so repulsive. You handle it in a godlike way. Help us to follow you when we're in that hard place, that place where nobody else understands. Lift us out of the pit. Give us a new beginning. Create in us a clean heart. Help us not to be unforgiving and judgmental and mean and angry because of what happened to us. You were humiliated betrayed, stripped down, lacerated, crucified, and put to death. May there be a holy hush about, I don't deserve this. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.